Hi guys, welcome back to Caffeine Until Cocktails. This is Jessica and today I am here with, I guess you're one of the hosts from Mortgage or Marriage. Marriage or Mortgage. Marriage. See, I don't even know. See, I am a, I told you, I just told you I'm a terrible host. Okay. I think it should be Mortgage or Marriage because I think maybe they choose marriage because it's first in the work. That makes total sense. I understand completely. <laughs> Yes. So Nicole is for my Southern Illinois crowd is from Marion, Illinois. And when I told people that they were like, she's from Southern Illinois. And I was like, yes. And she know, we know lots of the same people. Um, But Nicole, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, As you mentioned, I'm Nicole Holmes. I hail from Marion, Illinois, born and raised there, Uh, moved to Tennessee shortly after college. Um, I am a former Miss Illinois USA, uh, second runner-up and most photogenic at the Miss USA pageant 3,047 years ago, and <laughs> Love it. I have a degree from SIU, go Salukis, uh, yes, in radio, I'm a communication degree, so I'm in radio and television, and I have a minor in psychology, um, okay. came down to Nashville 22-ish years ago for a job in television and um, been doing TV modeling. um, And then the last decade and a few years, uh, real estate. So I, I, you know, that kind of, there was a couple of marriages in there. I had a baby in there uh, almost six years ago and she had the light of my life and so much fun, but they they do that to you. Oh my gosh. They take over everything. They do. They do. It's yes. yeah. It literally changes you on like a molecular level. There's no doubt about it. Yes. So fun fact, my brother went to homecoming with your niece. Samantha. Yes. I re- yeah, yeah. I remember all that. Tony watching Samantha cheer and Tony playing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And fun fact, I'm pretty sure I, the, condo that I sold your parents, your mom and your stepdad in Nashville, didn't you stay in while you were working um, down here? Were you who did our real estate? Yes, you didn't know that? No, I had no idea. Such a small world. Yep. Yeah, that was where I I rented um, and now we're like, we should have kept that. We're so dumb. I know. Now it's worth like a gazillion dollars. Now it's like probably double the triple. And I'm like, well, what's funny is one of my friends who lives in that same complex is selling hers. And I was like, hey, mom, we should buy that. We should buy that. Well, you know, I know a good agent if you want to. I've heard. So um, the one thing I wanted to kind of, obviously you're on television, but you do all these other things. How did television even come up? Like how did a Netflix show happen? Uh, So... um, the production company, uh, 51 Mind slash Endemol, contacted a friend of mine who was in the wedding industry, not Sarah, who I'm doing the show with, but another yes. good friend whom I was in her wedding. And she okay. also, I've modeled with her and acted with her. We've had acting classes together. So they approached her because she is well known in Middle Tennessee for doing huge weddings. And she does the majority of um, the Indian weddings in town, which if you know anything about Indian weddings, they are like a week long event. There's thousands of people. So that's, I think that's probably why they picked up on her and contacted her. Um, Long story longer. She contacted me because they were looking for uh, a real estate agent. She knew that I had TV experience and the personality to be on TV. 
Then hundred percent. Well, thank you. She you do. her business partner did not see eye to eye on being on a show. We didn't know it was Netflix at the time. No one had, um, they hadn't sold it, sold the idea yet. They were just casting it. Um, yeah. So the idea was there. They were looking to cast, doing casting and then would eventually like shop it to different networks. Right. So the first few steps in, you know, we've been approached, she and I specifically, even together had been approached by, um, oh, what's the one where they send you out in the middle of nowhere? Survivor. And then we did another one called, I was married. My first marriage was to um, a man who was in the army. Consequently, it's where he found his wife. Anyway, sidebar. <laughs> this, I'm very frank and honest. I'll tell you anything you want to know. So this I is gonna get love that. Uh, so um, she and I had been scouted out together for other shows. And we said, told each other, you know, this isn't going to work out. It never does. It always fizzles out for one reason or another. Well, it kept progressing, kept jumping through hoops. She finally had to get serious and talk to her business partner, her wedding planner, other wedding planner with her and her business about it. And that woman just was not comfortable at all with any of it. She didn't want to be on TV. She didn't want their business to be on TV, yada, yada. So her name was Meredith. Meredith bowed out and they came to me and I thought, well, this is going to be the end of it. Just like all the other reality shows that have ever come my way. Um, it's not going to go anywhere. And it still had legs. They said, well, do you know of any people in the wedding industry? And I gave them a few names, none of them that were, were Sarah's because I didn't really know Sarah that well. Um, and know that's what she did. And they found Sarah on their own and got us together. And so when she came to my house, they said, we want to do just a little sizzle reel. It's just exactly what we're doing, me and you right here, but they're going to record it and they're going to shop it around with the idea just so they could get. They want to see your personalities and how you banter back and forth. And is it entertaining? Exactly. And so that's what they did. And I didn't realize until that day when Sarah walked into my house to do that, that she was planning my very best friend's wedding at the time. I had just gotten back from New York with my best friend, wedding dress shopping, like, and she found her dress. Like I knew that she had a wedding planner, didn't know that it was Sarah Miller. And so I know she lives in a neighborhood. That's one of my other very best friends lives in. I had seen her at baby showers and kids parties because she also has a daughter, my daughter's age and then a older son, but it's just, it was kismic. It was great. We get along famously. She's so much fun. We're similar in so many ways, but very different when it comes to uh, weddings or. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it goes to show what you're going to pick is very much your personality. Yeah. You know, the realist versus a dreamer and like which way you go. Right. And she says, she's like, I'm a, she says about herself that she's a self-proclaimed romantic, like she's married to the guy that she's known since high school. She dated his best friend in high school, but then after started dating him and they got married and you know, they've got the golden retrievers and the 2.3 kids. I don't know where the point three came in. She's not expecting that I know of, uh, but she's got the two kids and you know, they work yeah. together in the same business. So it's very cool. It works well for them. I know. I know. And I'm so happy for her, but it's adorable. I'm like, you little Miss Pollyanna pie in the sky. That's so cute. Like, but that is not real life. And that is not what 60% of the population experiences once they get married. I mean, I'm here. Yeah. To I've done it twice. I know. I've done it once and I didn't want to really do it the first time with a big wedding. <laughs> and I did it. And now I look back and I'm like, shit, that's a lot of money. But so we just like, 
It's literally, I tell my friends this all the time now that I've gotten a divorce. I'm the worst person to probably invite to a wedding because I'm like, this is one day, one whole day that you just spent tens of thousands upon, even hundreds of thousands of people's yes. weddings. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what a waste. I know. What a waste of money for one day. Yep. Just well, one. I did the same thing. My first wedding was a big shebang and, you know, it lasted six years. Um, and you know, that's what I learned from and that's what I gleaned from it. Like I lived it, learned it, don't do it again. My second wedding, um, I was six months pregnant and we went to the courthouse (laughs) and let me just say I was pregnant on purpose. We were taking fertility drugs. Like it was meant to happen. Yeah, I was 41, by the way. So it's not like I was 16 in a high school dropout or anything. (laughs) No, but I also think that like, there is such a notion of like, if you're not married and you have a baby, it's such a negative connotation. And now I'm like, I'll probably never get remarried. And I would have a baby. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Like, no, I mean, my truth. It's so funny because my daughter, um, you know, every day it's something different. She's got a different idea every day about marriage or anything, the color of the sky. But one day she said, mommy, I want to have a baby when I grow up. I'm like, okay, that's great. She goes, but I don't want to be married. I'm like, that's okay too. You don't have to. So I'm but like, do do it like like go to college. Oh yeah, no, I'm your shit together. No matter what she if she wants to do it the traditional route, that's great. If she wants to do it otherwise, I'm happy with that too. As long as she's happy and healthy and not hurting anyone else in the process, I'm all about it. Gotcha. I'm with you. How has being on the show affected her at all? Uh, she thinks it's really neat to see mommy on TV. Um, and she's, she'll watch it. I mean, it's been out for what, three months now. So we yeah. pretty much know the episodes at this house. Cause you got to get those stream numbers up, girl. That's what we, that's what we shoot for. And um, <laughs> she's just got it on a loop play. Yeah, seriously. It's on every TV. No, not anymore. But in the beginning, oh. it certainly was. Um, but she'll come oh, in and say, Oh, mommy. This one is the episode. I think that they're going to pick a wedding in this episode. And she's like, she thinks they're going to change their mind from one to an, from one episode to the next. It's so funny. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you feel like your parenting has changed with you being on TV? No, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I started off saying I was going to take her off of all social media and I wasn't going to show her face and all that. And then... I mean, I did edit a lot of the content that I had on my Instagram. Um, and then like when the show first came out, people were digging up all kinds of stuff anyway and had her picture off of different websites and things. So I was like, you know what? I'm kind of, you know, I don't have the team behind me to sit here and work on this 24 hours to keep her face out of the media. Um, yeah. You know, I'm careful not to say where she goes to school or, you know, things yeah. like that. But for the I think it's fair. I think in general, I think a lot of moms do that. Right. Exactly. And everything everything on TV. You just have to be very safe in general. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah. I mean, even I don't consider myself like some big influencer blogger, but I was talking about my son's daycare yesterday on my stories and I was like, oh shit, I need to be careful. Like mostly there's security and stuff, but like there are crazy people out there. Like Right. There are places. There are. Yeah. And when I was in college at SIU, I had a stalker from Southern Illinois. And there were for several weeks, I had to have campus security walking me to classes. And then, you know, I worked at the 
local news station on campus doing <laughs> weather and um, news. It was the anchor there. And so, you know, it, they were sending letters. He specifically was sending letters and they were getting progressively angrier and angrier when I wouldn't respond back. Oh my gosh. It was, it really freaked me out. Yeah. That's too much for me. Okay. That's, yeah. that's wild. I know. Um, so do you want to talk show or about the bastard? You know, I'm open to all of it. Like I said, I tell okay. everything I know. I mean, I have to be careful not to get sued. I'm not, I'm not an attorney, but, um, I've played one on TV before, but, um, I have to be careful and say alleged and crap like that. But if you know me, you know, the shit happens. So I was talking to Jill. Jill's done a podcast with me before and we were talking about how amazing you are that you literally were like, called them out on Facebook or on Instagram. Yeah. Like we were like, good for her. Because I don't think I would have the balls to be like, let me just put this out there. But I think that is like so amazing that you were like, no bullshit. This is what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. And it was about two hours. I made that decision about two hours after the woman from California contacted me and sent me that lovely, lovely, wonderful. I mean, I cannot thank her enough. Oh, like save me. So, say so maybe a little backstory if you guys don't know it or you don't follow Nicole. She received a message. This was like last week, right? Um, yeah, wasn't it a week? I think it was a week ago today. In fact, yeah, she received a message from a woman who the man she was dating was allegedly. Is that the word I'm supposed to use? Allegedly messaging her. Yeah, I mean I've got proof, but yes, <laughs> allegedly. But there's proof. And she basically shared the conversation with the world to be like. I don't have time for this. I'm choosing mortgage yet again, like not dealing with this nonsense. Yeah, no, I'm, and yeah, it's just, it's remarkable that in this day and age and technology and social media, that anyone thinks they're going to, clearly he's gotten away with it in the past or he went to continue. He's 58 years old. He's been doing this a long time and getting away with it. So I thought, you know what? I, you know, my 15 minutes is probably about up. I may not be in the public eye much longer. He's fucked over the wrong D-list celebrity. I am just going to put this guy on blast. Yes. You know, I agree. You know, and then I, and when I, when I was contacted by people, I wanted to be, Oh, I was, I read that and I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. My publicist, um, for Netflix show reached out and said, people want to talk to you because they had done about three other articles um, with marriage or mortgage with us on marriage or mortgage and same guy reached out to the publicist and said, would she be interested in discussing this? And I'm like, Oh, you bet your ass. I am going <laughs> I sure will. What time? What Sign me up, honey. So I love that so yeah. much. See, yeah. that's the kind of dealer. That's the kind of celebrity I would be. I'd be like, sure, let's do it. Let's talk. Let's dish. Um, but I wanted to wanted it to be less about him and the douchebag that he clearly is, and more about why women who were in Nashville, around Nashville, and men who knew him, did not reach out to me immediately when they found out I was dating him. And it was about six months ago that we started dating. Um, I mean, it was all over social media. He was our first like little outing was in March. Um, and we went to my, it was my um, Netflix premiere that I had here that I hosted in Nashville. 
And so people saw it on social media at any junction. The women that have reached out now to me and like reaching out in the throngs to say, oh, he's been doing this for years. He's a son of a bitch. Where were you? So why didn't you support me before? I think people are like, maybe they just don't want to, I don't know. People are weird. People don't want to put their foot in somebody else's business. I get it. But here's, here's what I'm thinking. Um, If you know firsthand that this guy is a snake and you know me as a person and you know what I'm doing for and who I am, you know, intervene. You can say, say, Hey, this is none of my business. Let me just put this out here. Let me put this on your plate. You deal with it as you will. If you have questions, I'm here to answer, or I can get you in touch with others that know, but here's the the information that I have. Yes. Here's the deal. He's what you do with it is on you. Yeah. Here it is. Yeah. I gotcha. Exactly. So I'm sure I got Are you going to get back on the dating scene? You, you had, um, you asked me an initial question and I've just gone off the rails with I that. <laughs> I got you. I don't remember. Are you getting back on the dating scene? You know, I don't think so. Not anytime soon. I hadn't dated in three, count them, uno, dos, tres, had not dated three in years. three years. And this was my foray back into it. Yeah. I feel like How is like single mom dating? Weird. Awful. You know. There were, I had gone on like two, with two different guys, like a couple of dates, nothing serious. Certainly didn't rush to, I'm not going to introduce my daughter to just random dating. So when I started dating him, he was full court press. I love you. I want to marry you. I told him on the first date, he didn't say that on the first date, but I told him on the first date, I'm not getting married again. It's, I don't want to get married. There's no reason for me to get married again. Um, I don't need you. I don't need you. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's my new line. I don't need you. I want you. That's what right. I'm working with. Yes, if you will add something to my life, uh, not an STD, by the way, um, then I will certainly, you know, think about it. We can live in sin. This is going to work out, and let's figure this out. But at the three month mark, he was pushing for me to move in with him. And I'm did like, you? God no! Are you kidding? <laughs> Like whose house was that? He said, "Well, that's really quick. Let's table that. Let's put a pin in that, and let's revisit this conversation at the six month mark, and we'll discuss it at six months, not at three months." Yeah. Um. And then, and that's when he was like, "Okay, I know you don't want to be married again, but you're my person." Which, by the way, is on. It turns out that's on all of his dating at. He he's looking for his person. And he says the same thing. I'm all in. He said he just uses these same phrases over and over again. I guess you have to if you are a constant philanderer. You have to forget what the hell you say to people, right? Probably. Yeah. So anyway, at the count, there's three. There's been three women who have come out and let me know that he was seeing them, talking to them, trying to date them, or currently dating them during that six months. We had overlapped in that six-month segment. Yeah, and I'm sure did they just see you on his Instagram. Say that again. Did they see you on his Instagram? Yes, and that's the one. Yes, that's when they called it. So the first one that reached out, um, she was in California, and they had a date set up for that evening. I think. Um, yeah, and she checked social media because she said she always does that to look for red flags. Well, hi. Color me red. I was the red flag. And so that's when she reached out to me. Then the second girl actually did go to dinner with him in LA. 
and off of, you know, another dating app out there. And then when she got home, she, um, because he was, she, she had been talking to him for six months. Yep. For six months. And, um, finally they went to dinner out there on the Tuesday and then she contacted me when she got home and saw me on looked on his Instagram and saw me contacted me. She's number two. The third one that reached out was dating him when I started dating him and I didn't know it clearly. Um, and she is local in Tennessee and she reached out and said they had started seeing each other in December and she stopped talking to him and broke up with him or whatever you want to call it. Um, around March when she saw me on his Instagram and he called me his girlfriend. This is like mind blowing. You're telling me sister. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm like literally taken aback right now. I just don't know how men act that way. I just like, um, yeah. And to top this off, I mean, just a sidebar to get off this asshole, just to, for a little um, comedy. Uh, I had my like every six month physical that I go to my doctor for. And she's a very good friend of mine, like my best friend's girlfriend. I mean, sorry, my best friend's uh, older sister. And um, I'm in menopause. Like I find that out this week, too. I'm like, really, universe? Could you be you couldn't have, like, a little? in menopause? 47 and I'm in menopause. Oh my gosh. I know. I know. So I only, listen, and I only had one functioning ovary anyway. I've only had one that ever worked. That's why I had to get on fertility drugs to have my daughter. And now that one one is shut down, calling it quick. But honestly, after a week like this, could you blame it? It's like, really? We are not bringing, your ovary was like, we're out of here. Like, we're out. Peace out, out, lady. You don't need our hormones anymore. We're good. Like we're done here. Oh my gosh. All right. Well, let's go to my questions because I really like this one. Okay. As a client that chose a wedding, ever came back and have you like find a house for him? Uh, you mean from the show? Mm-hmm. Not yet, but because they're still saving. So oh, that's fair. Because they spent so much money on that damn wedding. Stupid. But Stupid. yeah. So I'm one of the first episodes we watched, my mom was like, we need to find out if that house is still for sale. I like that. <laughs> we filmed in 2019. So those houses are not only not on the market, but probably have gone up 30% <laughs> in value. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, hey, I know I just bought a house. So I'm like, well, congrats. Thank you. That has been my last, like, I was renting when I moved out of my ex-husband's house, or our house, and I was renting for, like, six months. I was like, get me the fuck out of a rental. Yeah. I'm literally throwing away $1,100 every single month. Exactly. That's a really nice house payment. Totally. Like, yeah. I mean, so. and, and that's what bothers me. When people say, should I rent or should I do this? I'm like... Well, just keep in mind that when you're renting, you're paying a house payment. It's just not your house. You're paying someone else's house payment. So why? And I think a lot of people don't realize that you can buy a house with 10%. Like there are other things that can happen. There are so many loan products out there. It's truly like shopping for a car. You can compare loan rates. I don't think people realize that. You just have to find what works best for you at the end of the day. And Getting a house, literally when you think about renting and I was, I mean, I spent over seven grand in six months in rent. Yeah. Like 
that's halfway to 20% on a hundred thousand dollar house. Like, and in Southern Illinois, that could get you a decent little house for one person. Like, Absolutely. I know, but it blows my mind. Even the real estate market in Southern Illinois, I'm saying is picking up and things are selling. I'm, I mean, it's great. I mean, I have a, my parents and I own a house at Lake of Egypt that we rent out on Airbnb and we bought it for like two nineteen. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know Melissa Plant? Yes. Yes. Okay. So she was like, you guys could probably get between like 375 to 425. And we were like, well, maybe we should sell that off. Yeah. Like, Isn't it crazy? Pretty good deal. Yeah, and she's so, killing me, by the way. I'm so proud of her. She is she's killing it. Crushing it. Yeah, I am yeah. Proud of it. She is amazing. And she's like, it was just a hobby, but now it's like really fun. And I'm like selling houses. And so she's great, but she's been so helpful for me, like searching for a house. She probably knew I was separating before like a lot of people because I was like, I need a house. That happens. That's what we're here for. (laughs) I know. She knew more about my relationship status than half my friends probably because I was like, Not many people know, but like, I need a house. Yeah. Help me out. Right. Get me out so, of I mean, it's part of it. You don't even realize, like, Melissa will tell me stuff about, you know, people talk about their clients or like houses. I'm like, you guys know like every detail of people's oh, lives. It's true. Yeah. They, I mean, when you're showing someone house and you're driving around all day, it's, you've got them captive in your car and they just spill their guts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, and she said that she's like, it's like in healthcare, like we have confidentiality laws too. So like, they know I can't tell anybody like she knows I'm not dropping names. So right. Good for you. I'm kind of jealous. That's a job I would like. I yeah. can just drive around and look at fun houses. Maybe I should do that. I know. But see, that's the thing. There's, all the houses aren't real estate porn. Like I wish no. they were all gorgeous and fun and, you know, but yeah. I, we, Melissa and I have looked at some houses and we were like, run, run out of there very quickly. Mm-hmm. Like, they took good pictures of the things that were good. But like, that's all they did. Right. Exactly. And then you go in and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, no, this is awful. Yeah. Like, I've looked at apartments like to buy for a re- like income property. Uh-huh. We got there and it was like urine. Oh, windows yeah. broken. When you buy homeless people property, those are the worst because when people are rentals or they're being used as rentals, people don't take care of them. They don't. Yeah, yeah. They know what they don't own it. They don't care. They trash them. Yeah, my parents had apartments for years in Marion, and oh, really? oh, oh gosh. And in fact, since I was like sixteen, I was showing them. So you know, I kind of feel like I've been doing this real estate game for a lot longer than just twelve years. Yeah. You, you just were unlocking the door like, you want it or no? Yeah. Well, I'd do the spiel. I'd seen mom do it time and time and time again. So I would go and do the showings for her. She was busy run, helping dad run the construction company. So she, and yeah, I don't know how she did it. I truly don't know how she did it all those years. Raised I still say that to my mom. I'm like, how do you do it all? Like you're a freaking robot. I need like a class. I have one child and she has an excellent father who helps her constant, who helps me with her constantly. I don't know how people that are single and have more than one. I don't know how they do it. No, I don't. 
my mom is like my saving grace helping me and my son has an amazing father and yeah I'm like no I'm tired like regularly I can't imagine not having any support right exactly okay this is a funny question I like this one how do you not want to scream at people who choose weddings over a house Well, you know, all that was edited. So how do you know that I didn't? No, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. Um, because I just had to think they're doing the best for them, what they think is the best situation for them at the time. And I never want to sell anybody anything that they don't want. And I mean, yeah. even back when I was doing um, shopping television, you know, I don't want to talk anybody into buying something that they don't want because then they'll never shop with me again. So it doesn't matter what you're selling, whether it's houses or, you know, beanie babies on midnight on a shopping network, which I did. I love that. Beanie babies. Hey, I love a good beanie baby. Let's Back in the day, oh, my sister Michelle, I think she still has them all in a bin somewhere. So I thought my mom did. And I was like, mom, let's pull those out and put those on like eBay. And she was like, Jessica, those are long gone. Those went to Goodwill. I was like, no. Pretty sure Michelle still has hers. Oh, that's amazing. I know. Oh, I love that. The um, pageants ruled her life. She was in the big Beanie Babies and pageants. Yep. Did she do pageants too? Or just Sam? She did one. She did the Mrs. John A. Logan pageant. Okay. She walked away the victor. She won. But she Love does it. not enjoy being on stage. She doesn't like being the center of attention. She likes telling people what to do. And she's really good at it. Good <laughs> for her. I get it. I totally get it. But it's really fun to be like, me, me, me. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, I know. I still haven't outgrown it. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. I don't know where this, I, this follower, I don't know where they're from, but they ask, is it worth it to buy a house in LA? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> are you a multimillionaire? So you know what? If you can afford it, yeah, because the market is crazy there and it's going up as well. Obviously, I, I do need to like say, I don't follow the LA market. I just know general gen, generality. Oh my gosh. Not specifics. How about that? I can't say that word. So I don't know the, the specifics of that market, but I do see that um, homes are raising in value at an alarming rate there like they are here. And we are getting a ton of people moving from L.A. to Nashville when they can sell a one bedroom studio for a million and a half or two million dollars and then come to Middle Tennessee and get a sprawling, you know, ranch and oh, ranch. Yeah. And a decent little house. So yeah. Um, if you can afford it, yeah. otherwise, I mean, why not just move out somewhere outside of the city? That's more. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think it's crazy just seeing Nashville grow like in the speed it is growing at. Right. Yes. Like when I first moved there, the guy who showed me my apartment, he said he was like, the night before I drove down there, he was like, I have 30 listings. And by the time I got down there, he was like, I only have three of those left. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was like 2015, I think, is when that was. And then I sold the next year. And I mean, just blown away. Yeah. How quickly... 
But he even said the reason rent was so high back then in Nashville is because there just wasn't places for people to live. Right. But now they've built all these apartments. They have. However, rent is still really high. And because... It's not going down. No, it's not. And it is reaching like rental rates that are in New York City, like in New York City, because... I looked at like a two bedroom, two bath... um, I don't remember, kind of by Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be like 2800 a month. And I was like, what? Yeah. And my, the apartment that we, I ended up buying the condo, our mortgage was like a thousand a month. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, it just makes sense. If you can get the mortgage, certainly do that. Shop around, get right now. The interest rates are still super low. So, you know, it's it's insane. Not exactly free money, but it's pretty darn close. So do you think we're going to hit a bubble soon or do you think it'll stay this way? Gosh, that is the question everyone asks every real estate agent ever. Um, I had a crystal ball. I'd be a gazillionaire and have my own island (laughs) if I knew the answer to that. Um, There are real estate trends, obviously. Um, Mm -hmm. We have extended past that trend and we're still going up. I think it will plateau at some point. Mm -hmm. I just don't see like a big crash. I'm not a financial analyst by any stretch. Yeah. But I just, you know, from what I'm seeing and the trends that I'm seeing in real estate and what's on the market, we don't have nearly enough inventory on the market here, which is also driving prices up and bidding. Yeah. That's yeah. My parents just bought a house in Florida. Yeah. And yeah, like there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, they were telling me, because um, they're having literally so many people move there. Yep. And, and the crazy thing is it's from Illinois and New York are the two biggest places people are moving from. Well, the taxes in Illinois. I mean, he's just governor. Oh, hi. There it is. There it was. Please, I'll pause. We're all love. Love it. Love it. It's all good. Off of mine. <laughs> So funny. I'm lying. Okay, I asked you that. Oh, this is a good one. Tell us about your fertility journey. You cut out. Tell us about my what? Your fertility journey. Oh, okay. Well, as we know already, I only have one working ovary. (laughs) And not anymore, but back then it was only one. Um, And so I learned that during my first marriage when we tried to get pregnant. And I actually had a miscarriage um, during my, um, had to have a couple of DNCs because as a nurse, you probably know, they continue to give you pregnancy tests after they do a DNC to make sure they get all the fetal tissue wasn't happening. So they realized there was something wrong with my uterus went in, had, you know, a couple more surgeries. Apparently I had a septum or several septums in my uterus. Um, quite the anomaly. So weird uterus, only one ovary. Um, Then that marriage went to hell in a handbag when he got a girlfriend in the army and divorced. So then I'm, what, 36 and think, you know what? If I'm not, it's probably not meant to be for me to have a biological child and that's fine. So if I want a kid in the future, I can always adopt or I'm totally fine. If I marry someone that has children, I can be a stepmom, yada, yada. And then fast forward and I met um, who... As Aria's dad and kids were very important to him and we hit it off really well and started dating each other. And he said, look, I mean, I'm 41 at the time and he was, he's five years younger than me. He's like, I'm at the t- point in my life where I really want a kid. 
And um, I said, well, I don't know that I can't have one, but I had trouble. And so I know there probably has to be, um, I know there probably intervention. has to be intervention, medical intervention. So we went and talked to my OB and she said, she said yes, obviously, you know. Oh my gosh, guys, quit. I'm so sorry. Um, so she's, I thought she was going to say, you know what? You're 41. You've got five good, five more years. Like take your time. <laughs> I was in denial. Clearly she said, no, uh, if you're going to do this, you should have done this like yesterday. So she immediately prescribed, um, drugs, Clomid for me to take. And so yeah. both of our birthdays were in March and we planned a trip in March to go, um, to the Bahamas and have a baby and make a baby. And that is what happened. We came home pregnant and I was shocked as hell. I'm like, really? We thought we had time to get engaged and get married. I thought it was going to take a while. Nope. Yeah. That one ovary in the Clomid and his swimmers did the trick. I know. Hey, you know, and, and you talk about, it's so funny because you don't think you were realistic in that you thought it was going to take a while. Mm -hmm. You're like, I was going to have to do all of the things. And then it was like, bam. Yeah. So I was shocked. Totally. Oh, oh, I bet. I mean, excited. Yeah. We're thrilled. And then it was, um, you know, obviously if you're over 35, they call it a geriatric pregnancy. Yes. They really need to rethink that. That's not very kind of the medical professionals to say that to you, um, especially when you're um, 41. So um, it was not smooth sailing. Um, I was going in for all the checkups, all the scans, all the things all the time. And um, at one of them in particular, they thought they saw sand. If they, they described it as looking like sand in her amniotic sac. They still never said what they thought that was. But they admitted me into the hospital um, the next. They said, you've got the weekend. Come in on Monday. Uh, get your affairs in order because you're going to be in for the rest of your pregnancy. And that was at 30 weeks. That was 30 weeks. Yeah. So um, I said, okay. Went home. Literally that night, I started having labor pains in the middle of the night and couldn't sleep. Called my uh. girlfriends who had, one of them had four kids. One of them had just had a baby like a year ago. And I said, my back is killing me. My thighs are killing me. Like, she's like, oh, that's preterm labor. Those are labor pains. So I had to go to the hospital in the middle of the night. And they, I didn't even get the weekend to get my affairs in order. So was there. And then in the middle of the night, I was there for two weeks. And in the middle of the night, my water broke one evening. And they took her, rushed me in for a C-section. And she was born exactly two months early um, on the due date, but two months to the day before she was supposed to be born. So That's crazy. He was in NICU for two weeks, but healthy as a horse. Well, she did great. She is super healthy. Now there have been some uh, a few developmental delays. Nothing that physical therapy and you know some tutoring hasn't caught her up to speed with. So hugely blessed, like enormously. Thankful. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Do you? Um, how do you balance the working mom life? Um, I, I love real estate because one of the reasons why I love re real estate is because you can set your own schedule and you can be fairly flexible. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do not take on every single client that comes my way because I 
am an older mom and I feel like I want to spend as much time with her as I can while she's young and she still likes me. And she does. She still likes me at this point. It's so cute. Can't get enough of her. I just want to eat her up. Um, so I make my own schedule and her dad helps me out a ton and his parents are still living in town. And so they help out a ton as well. Okay. Yeah. So I generally, I don't have a nanny. I don't have like a constant babysitter because if he can't watch her, um, and he runs a family bit, his own family business, uh, a printing company. So mm -hmm. he, has, he can make his own schedule as well. So it's really the perfect storm uh, for us to co-parent with her. And oh yeah, he's important being with her as much as possible too. Probably more than I do. He's always writing all these sappy posts and things like that. He's like, I only have seven summers left before she goes to college. I'm like, oh my god, would you stop? Like, cry me a river. I mean, come on. Yeah, that's literally my son's father. Yes, but I'm the one that's like, I'll just go to college with him. Like, I'll just move. Like, I love. I'll that. just go wherever he goes. Like, we'll, it's we'll fine. Watch the same sorority. It'll be fine. <laughs> literally. <laughs> That is me as a mom. I'm like, I'm a nurse practitioner. I could work anywhere. Right. So wherever he goes to school, I'll just go get a job there for the next four or five years. Oh, oh he's going to love that. <laughs> My mom says that. She's like, you think Elliot's going to want that? I'm like, he will when his laundry's done and his fed all the time. Oh my like, God. I will be a cool mom. Yeah. Like, I would be cool. I mean, could there be moms any cooler than us? I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so either, but you know, and maybe you feel this way as like a single mom or if you've ever, when you've left that marriage that wasn't bringing you joy, yeah. you know, <laughs> realizing that you have to like be a cool mom, like taking care of yourself and doing those things yeah. and stepping outside like the norm of what a mom is supposed to look like or do or be as a person and like stepping outside of it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm okay with that. Like, I'm okay if I don't fit that mom mold necessarily. Yeah, totally. I mean, when Aria was going to um, preschool, like, I felt like I was the only mom that was divorced, right? I mean, it's, it, I just felt kind of weird. And maybe there were other ones, but you just didn't, the, you, you didn't hang out with the moms. You didn't get to know them that well. So you didn't know. And um, feel alone in that divorced realm. Yeah, exactly. And so I kind of felt the same way um, this past year. She switched schools this past year. Um, and I really, I don't think there's another, I truly don't think there's another divorced parent in that class of 13 kids. Isn't that crazy? You know what? And I'm not trying to be negative Nelly, but I'm like, give them time. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it's the numbers. It's a numbers game, right? I mean, if over 60% get divorced and I don't wish it upon them, I, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying at this I feel like because there's such a negative connotation attached to divorce, that so many people just stay in a place of unhappiness. And yeah, not me. Mm-mm. Me either. Not worth it. I, I, you know, I don't have actually probably really never talked about this on my podcast or on my blog or anything. But you know, first when you were truly just unhappy, and it's not bringing you joy. Yeah. And what what am I doing? Right. Like it's you're doing you a disservice. You're doing your child a disservice or children, especially if you know people are 
loud. If you know, if it's getting to a point where you can't be in the same room with that person, what are you modeling for those kids? That's not a model of a marriage or love or that you want for your kids. No, I've literally told someone that one time was, I don't want my kid to ever think that what our relationship was, was a normal marriage. Exactly. And what the hell is, I mean, oh my God, everybody. And it looks different for everybody. So yeah, I don't know. I hear you. It's hard. There's no right answer. And you know, I've had, it's crazy to see so many women reach out to you saying, thank you for sharing your story because it's given me the courage to a, either stick up for myself, right? say something or leave. Right. Like, Absolutely. Like, I'm not, never going to be like, yeah, just get a divorce because it's easy because it's not fucking easy. Yeah. <laughs> it was the hardest thing I've ever done. Right. And it, it, there's no easy thing about it. But if you, you thought about it and that's what you keep coming back to. Yeah. You ha- it's going to get worse. I always say it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. So, you know, being on this side of two divorces, each one was worth it. Yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, I hate to be that way. And I'm not a cynical person. I mean, I am, you know, super glasses full and like, y'all, like a cheer, everybody's cheerleader. Like I'm a happy person. Yeah. So you, you know, but if it doesn't bring me happiness. Yeah. I'm getting out. That's, I'm cutting all ties. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And then, and then if I find out you've had three girlfriends, that also, then you're done. Then you're done. Then that guy's gonna be on in People Magazine. I'm sorry. <laughs> I Nicole's gonna be like background checks, you cell know, phone checks. I do wish I could have seen his face when people called him for a quote. Would have loved to have seen that. Um, but when you say the background check, did you know, he give one? Yes. Yes. He gave a statement. He did. Um, it went something like, I'm a lovely person and a great mother. And he just doesn't agree with me on how the relationship ended. Oh, you think? You think we don't agree on that? You cheating mf Are you kidding me right now? Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah. So (laughs) you're cheating him ever. These are words to live by. What What did you say earlier? You said you could be a part of my life or something, but no STD. Yeah. Like, come on now. If you're gonna bring that into the relationship, that's not okay. You can bring anything into it, but not that. Well, not anything. Not other women. Oh, or that. Right. Oh my Other God. women, STDs, things that are off limits. Totally. Deal breakers. Call me crazy. Those things are deal breakers. I No, it is so true. Crazy. I obviously work in healthcare and I work at an urgent care clinic and STD rates are on the rise. Well, yeah. Because and I literally said them up, right Everyone's not been able to breathe on anybody. Now, you can do all kinds of things all over. You weren't getting treated. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't getting tested. They weren't getting treated. And STDs are like crazy. Oh my God. So I like tell my coworkers, I'm like, I can't date right now. Yeah. STDs are out of control. Yeah, like, I'm not doing another three years. I mean, come on. Stock up on batteries, ladies. I, geez. Let's bounce. <laughs> oh I picked a terrible time to get a divorce. <laughs> no, no, not when there are still batteries around. Come on. 
That's, that's true. That's so true. So my friend Diego, I told him he is um, lives out in California. He's from Louisville, Kentucky. I went to college with him. He's amazing. Obsessed with him. And he is big. He loves real estate. Like he's great. And so I was telling him that you were coming on the podcast and he was like, I love her. Oh my gosh. She's my favorite. (laughs) Because he is like, he's gay and he likes older men. Does Diego like boys? Because I have, so of my followers on Instagram, like only 18% are men. Um, of those oh, mine's like four. So uh, well, of the 18% that are men, I'm sure 98% of them are gay. And I love it. I absolutely love it. It's the best. Yeah. So when I was telling him you're coming on, and he she was like, Oh, he's so she's amazing. Like she's my favorite on the show. I'm like, that's because you're like me, and that you also agree that a mortgage is better than a marriage. Yeah. Like, yes, totally. Smart, smart Diego. I know. Well, please tell him I said hello. Yes, he tell him to follow me if you I will. already, and we will be quick he, friends. He probably does. Yay! He's great. Yeah, he's amazing. He um we used to always joke that I was gonna live in the south and live on the have a beach house in Florida. And he's like, Well, you're gonna get divorced. We need to find you a new man that has a beach house. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> thank you. But also don't sell yourself short, sister. You can afford your own beach house. I'm with you. I think I said that to my mom. I was like, I need, I was like, I need a side hustle that buys me a house in Florida. Yeah. She's like, oh my gosh. Like that's the side hustle I need in life. So I'm going to figure it out. Absolutely. That's what we do. We just figure it out. We want it and we figure out how to get it. That's literally me in a nutshell. Like I'm not, I don't, no one's tearing me down. Right. Um, we're, We're not settling. No. No more. No way. No more. So if you, I feel like if you, this is, so this girl from Dallas, her name's Whitney, Wits Whims. She's a blogger. And I used to work with her at a bar in Dallas. And her new thing is she talks about her dating life, like on her Insta stories and like invited multiple men to a pool party, like, and put them in time slots. Oh my God. And like, Put them on her Insta stories. I'm like, Nicole needs to do this. This is oh, what Nicole Lord. needs to do. Oh, my God. I don't think I could. But she, like, had them. She filtered through them so, like, other people could message in and be like, I know him. I don't know him. Like, it was a big deal. I can't believe that, A, men signed up to do this, that they actually would do this. Yes. But they did. What and then you think about The Bachelor and Bachelorette, though. Well, it kind of is like What? That. Um, They knew what they were getting into. Yeah, wow. she told them. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's I thought it was crazy. crazy. I was like living vicariously through her. Like, this is amazing. Did she find she a viable option for every day? She did, but you know, she was like, I none of them were gonna work out. But I was like, I think it's fun to put yourself out there, get to know people, and yeah. That, you know. As long but as she is one that's like, if I don't vibe after one date, I'm done. She will like cut them off. I'm like, good for you. Yeah. I'm that's my MO as well. Like if they, if there's just some, well, I should have done that. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm a little rusty. It's been three years. Um, so yeah, generally speaking though, I, um, if there is something that's just like not a fit, I like cut it and run. But that's, what's interesting yeah. about 
having dated someone who truly is like a con artist. They manipulate you. He tricked you. By telling you all the things, like liking the same things. I thought, oh my gosh, we are so similar in this or that. Um, No, dumbass. He just would tell me what I wanted to hear and, you know, mold to be whatever that woman is saying. He just echoes back to you what you're saying. It's just like, how in the world did I not pick up on this? Do you... Did you ever have a red flag where you were like, mm, something seems off? Yes. Uh, for the last month, honestly, it hasn't felt the same. And he, I mean, he, there were excuses, viable excuses, but I kept saying, yes. And I understand that. And those are viable. However, it still feels like in my gut that there's something wrong. And I gave him the option on multiple occasions. I said, if I am, he was, he's having a lot of stressors in his life, you know, um, funny how that happens when you haven't worked in, you know, nearly three years. Uh, yeah, there's some financial strain, um, which I found out. He told me it had only been since COVID that he hadn't worked in the music industry um, because all the, you know, live events had been canceled. Yes. I found out through an ex-wife that it's been more like three years that he hasn't been working. Okay, that's interesting. Fun, fun to know. Um, so... You know, that is obviously an unemployed person. That's not somebody I would normally date as someone who's unemployed. Um, Yeah. However, it's COVID. So many people in that industry are unemployed. It's not like, and Nashville is full of unemployed music industry people right now. So it wasn't out of the norm, right? Yeah. Like, oh, sure. So, yes, I mean, yes, there were red flags. Looking back, oh my gosh, looking back now, looking back. Now they are blaringly you like flares, but at the time it was, Oh, I mean, it makes sense. And oh, whatever. Yeah. But I think that with that, like con artist mentality that like, that's the whole point is that you believed them. Yeah. Yeah. Look me dead in the eye in our first like few dates and said, uh, you know, he was a victim of being cheated on, which I don't believe now, given everything that's come to light. Um, And he's not a cheater. He's a hopeless romantic. And I bet you are. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. That's just you're hopeless. That's for sure. He had half of it right. He's hopeless. He's hopeless. I love it. Well, I think the good news is, is now I feel like me and you are on this like new chapter. That's how I keep like, I close that door and I'm opening another to like a next chapter of my life. And yes, it'll be fine. We will. It's all fine. And I'm, I know I'm being a little negative right now and I apologize. Um, no, you have every right to be new. It's still fresh and it's just been a shitty week and I'm not going to, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not really fucking wonky. Yeah. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. No, but also I think, but I think that even as women, and not to say you're older than me, but even a generational thing that as women, we are so used to like apologizing for something bad that happened to us. And then people think we're complaining. No, a shitty thing happened to you and you're venting your feelings. And that is valid. (laughs) Thank you. I am so, I like get so sick of, because I find myself doing, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm complaining. And people will be like, you're not complaining. You are sharing your feelings that are very valid. And I'm like, oh, okay. I could do that. Yeah. I <laughs> Thank you for validating my feelings. Yes. It's my favorite. Yeah. And you're right. And I, I think you're that, of that. I mean, I'm all, you know, that's what I wanted 
my this coming out about all of this uh, behind it is like women talk to women, have those hard conversations, be the cheerleader, be that for each other. And I just because so many women are going through something that we don't even know because we're so used to a hiding it, yeah, sweeping it under the rug, or just being like, oh, it's fine. And even sharing my experience through depression, anxiety, a divorce, single mom life, so many women are like, thank you for like just normalizing this conversation. Absolutely. Just like talking about it makes me feel better. I'm like, no, I'm with you. Yeah. So totally. you vent away. I love it. Well, you're I'm not so people magazine, but I'll take your statement. That's why you, <laughs> and that's why when you said, um, you know, is, and is there any topic off limits? I mean, even before this happened, I was like, no, I just, it's, I, I have to be real with everybody. Like I not a good liar. It's not fun. Why would you? I don't get it. I don't understand people who do. And I think that's why this has just taken me aback so much. It's like, wow, the lies, they were just never ending. They were just one on top of another. So what kind of makes you feel in my history that when something like this happens, you feel a betrayed, you feel stupid. Absolutely. Like, what the fuck? I let my guard down and this happened. So then you're like, am I just going to be jaded forever and hate the world? Right. We can't let ourselves do that. I was beating myself up because I, um, against my better judgment, like at the three month mark, introduced my daughter to his children and, and to him. Yeah. Because kids are lovely. Don't get me wrong. And I feel terribly sorry for them um, that they have a father like his, like him. Um, but... Oh, yeah, it gets my better judgment. Like I let my daughter around, around this compulsive liar, narcissistic womanizer. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. So, and that makes, I think that would be the most upsetting for me as a mom. Like I'm fine. Like I will get through it, but I let my child's guard down. Yeah. Like I get that. Right. That is my biggest fear in ever dating them. Being around a man, bringing a kid, a man around my kid is that's my baby. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Mama bear stuff. I get it. I get it. <sighs> Mama bear is a real thing. There is. You got she's, it. She's a real human and she's a psychopath, I've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. When those claws come out, whew, like, don't mess with my kid. Mm -hmm. totally. Don't mess with her. <laughs> So I'm like, I get like worked up talking about someone like doing my child wrong. Oh, totally. I should be as defensive of myself as I am of my kid. That's probably what I should do. But Absolutely. That's right. That's right. We're going to live by that. So it's word an hour. I will, I will edit the dogs out to the best of my abilities. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. It's okay. But I just want to say thank you, Nicole. I appreciate it. I'm going to just come to Nashville and hang out with you because please I love do. Nashville. Please. And come oh to my, my house down here. Get a property. Oh my God. Here. I will run it for you. Okay. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> Deal. So, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Nicole. And I can't, I mean, this was so fun. So I appreciate it. My pleasure. I'll do it anytime. Thank you, ma'am. Bye.